Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right now, though, time to talk some hoops. Uh, the marquee weekend of our National Basketball League season uh, all wraps up tonight with the grand final as the Tuatara take on the Nuggets. The GM of the Sales National Basketball League is Hugh Bainan. He is kind enough to join us here on a Saturday. Good morning, Hugh. Yeah, good morning, Daniel. How's the season been? How does the GM rate the whole season? Uh, better than expected. <laughs> you know, I go back to... Uh, it is all the way back to November, right? We're still... You know, parts of the country were in lockdown. The borders were closed. We had no idea if we'd have a season, if we'd have... If we'd have to go back to a bubble, if we'd have... Uh, we didn't know if we are going to have fans in the stadium to about you know, four weeks before tip-off. You know, we had to put the start of the season... Uh, in February, we had to put the start of the season back three three months due to the Omicron wave around uh, Aotearoa. So, yeah, a really turbulent off-season uh, has somehow turned into, you know, a season that you know, has been one of the best in uh, in recent memory in terms of competitiveness, in terms of crowds, in terms of viewer ratings and everything. So... Yeah, it's been a you know it's been a grind. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's been hard work for for all of us, both my team and and also all the front offices around the league. But here we are, the big dance tonight, and it's just going really well. How good were those numbers as far as viewership and people actually going to the game? Really good. You know, you look around our, our league. You know, obviously the traditional powerhouses that always do well, Wellington South and Canterbury continued there, you know, sold out streak. I mean, we had 4,000 people at a game on a Tuesday night in Wellington two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. But then to the party came uh, the Nelson Giants who sold out all nine home games. The Taranaki Airs who sold out all nine home games. The Hawks Bay Hawks uh, in their big arena up in their Napier had, a, you know, half their games sell out and near sell out to the other half as well. So, uh, really, really good. You know, Sky uh, uh, not always overly forthcoming with their numbers, but they have been this year, and it's been really good. Really, you know, they're really happy, which is obviously a big, big tick for me uh, from a business point of view. When I go and see the board later today, um, that the, the Sky <laughs> with what, what they're seeing, and um, so no, which is good. So every, you know, all our major stakeholders are really happy, and then all the ones that you know the most important, the fans have been voting with their feet on how happy they've been this year. So yeah, really good. Why is it resonating with your fans, you think? I think it's because it's so competitive. I mean, look at Wednesday night. We had four teams in our play-in games for opening night of the playoffs, and all four teams finished the regular season on the same record. You know, there was two wins separating one through to six, uh, and then the teams that came seventh and eighth were only a win behind, a win away from making it into the playoffs. So the fact that it was so competitive, the fact that, you know, how long have we all said, you know, it's the greatest form of reality TV or reality uh, anything really is sport. Um, if you can walk into an arena or flick on your TV or turn on your radio and not know who's going to win. Um, you know, and we haven't been able to say that in this league uh, for the most part of the last 15 years. You know, we've had a couple of teams, full credit to them, you know, they, they, it's been through their hard work as well, that have run away with leagues and we've known they've got into the playoffs with half a season to go, etc. This year it wasn't like that, you know. This year it was anyone could be anyone. We had the bottom place team beating the top place team with uh, you know a week and a half to go in the season, um, and I think that's really resonated with people, you know. And it's it becomes a a show when when that's the case. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree with more. And granted, I'm a you know signed up card carrying member of the of the fan club of this competition for a number of years, but it's great to see, you know, the communities getting behind these uh, teams. I'm interested. Just you talked about 
the challenges of from your own um, uh, organisation's perspective. But how difficult was it for these teams to settle on rosters to get some sort of rosters rather to get some sort of continuity? I'm sure that sort of helped the fluctuation of results. But um, you know, how have you judged that? Yeah, really hard. I'm really, you know, really proud of all ten of our general managers who've had it tough this year. You know, rolling into a season not knowing whether they can pull a trigger on a on an import uh, because they don't know if they can get him into the country or when they can get him into the country. On top of that, because of again COVID related, the Australian NBL went longer than normal. So we had overlap at the start of the season with the Australian NBL, which we don't normally have, and thankfully we won't have next year. So. Some of our top tall blacks and Australian NBL-based New Zealanders couldn't make it home until three or four weeks into the season. All those kinds of things create just extra admin for front offices around the league. And, you know, these aren't NBA front offices with multiple, you know, with teams of 15 to 20. Uh, our clubs are run by, you know, teams of one, two. Um, you know, and same with this league, you know. And, that, and that's the, the overall, you know, not problem, but challenge for basketball and in New Zealand at the moment is the sport is growing and just getting so much, so popular and it's getting so big and the infrastructure needs to keep up, um, which is an expensive exercise and a real a challenge that I know my, you know, my boss Dylan Boucher is relishing and getting, getting stuck into at the moment. So, and that's the same for all our teams um, selling out arenas and stuff is great, but you know, trying to keep up with it all has been a real, you know, it's been a tough slog for them. So I know there'll be a few, a uh, few tired faces at the end of this season are looking forward to a, I'll give them about a week off before we start planning for next season. Well, tell us about these two sides who've got through to the final, starting off with uh, the, the Tuatara, who've been a name in New Zealand sport for a few years now, just basketball, the new addition. But, uh, you know, what a way now to announce yourself in this competition by getting through to the grand final. Yeah, unbelievable. They made a big splash in the off-season um, with uh, Rob Lowe, um, you know, bringing back uh, 81-time Tall Black and a Sky Sport Breaker and... Uh, he's been phenomenal. He's been a leader for for them the entire season. No, none more so than on than on the Thursday night, uh, where he put you know potentially the performance of his storied career uh, out there on Event Finder Stadium. So uh, they start with a big splash and they're going to finish at the big dance. So what an awesome season for the Auckland Tuatara. You know, it's it's hard in Auckland uh, at this level of the sport to um, of any sport to to bring in the fans. You know, there's a lot going on in Auckland. Obviously, the Breakers are the big basketball ticket. Uh, up in the big smoke. So they've done a really good job to grow their fan base, grow their membership, uh, grow their commercial arm as, as well of the team. And uh, and here they are in the final. You know, they've unearthed some, some superstars. Dante Russo-Nance, what a great season he's had. Taki Farrington has been phenomenal and worked his way into Perry Cameron's Tall Black squad through his work this year. Uh, and obviously Rob Lowe and Chris Johnson are the, are the foundation pieces of, of that team. So really happy for the two Atari. You know, that was a, they took a punt and they, you know, expanded their business from, from baseball to basketball. And I think they'll be pretty happy with their decision. OK, and the Otago Nuggets too, who of course have had an interesting sort of uh, history with this competition. We're stable, we're a really competitive side, had some years out of the league. Uh, but they'll be uh, utterly thrilled to see where they are now. Yeah, and they're a real, <coughs> excuse me, they're a real you know, uh, example of, of the growth of this competition. Big, flash, shiny new owners, right? SEN, huge media company over in Australia who uh, bought the Otago Nuggets. They already own the Perth Wildcats, and, and of course they bought the Southern Hoihor, the uh, Toihi uh, team down in, in the southern area as well. So, uh, And they've repaid them. You know, Angela Rusk, who's a, who's a general manager there and a former player herself, um, she's done a wonderful job with this team. Brent Matahari, uh, former Otago Nugget player, now the head coach, uh, let's not forget, you know, they won the, the title as it was, uh, the showdown championship in 2020 with a, a team full of draft drafted players, the likes of Jared Kenny and Jordan Nato. So for them to do it in a, you know, quote-unquote proper full season 
this year will be really special for, for the everyone down in Otago and down in Dunedin. So yeah, it's going to be a big game tonight. It's a really tough one to pick, let me tell you. I don't think anyone you know, coming up to Auckland on, on Tuesday and Wednesday this week ahead of the final six picked these two teams to be in the final, uh, which I guess is a really great reflection on the competition this year. Yeah, finals week's always special now, isn't it? But when you blend these two sides together, how do they match up? Yeah, really interesting question because we kind of did this last night over, uh, you know, a post-game debrief Guinness or two. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one to pick. You know, so you've got young Nico McCulloch, who was right in there for uh, most improved player of the year. Um, for, for the Otago Nuggets. He's just been phenomenal and he's had to balance 3x3 international duties with uh, Nuggets duties this year and he's just coming coming into peak form right at the pointy end of the season up against the young starlet Dante Russo-Nance. You know, shadow of a doubt, a future tall black if everything goes well for Dante. You know, he's just been over at the NBA without borders camp and um, everyone's looking at Dante for the future. So that's going to be a really interesting young Kiwi on Kiwi matchup to get things going. Uh, and then you've got this fearsome three-headed monster of the uh, of the uh, Otago Nuggets, you know, who second, if not the best import trio in the league of Todd Withers, Keith Williams, and Trey Boyd, who last you know last night went off against the Nuggets and let everyone in Event Finder Stadium know about it. Um, <laughs> he they? is yeah, he is uh, one of those you know smack talking American point guards. So uh, those three up against a slightly different um, setup for the two Atari, you know, with Silas Schneider, who's by no means as much of a scorer as Trey Boyd, and then those two fearsome bigs, Rob Lowe and Chris Johnson. Longer than anyone, bigger than anyone, and stronger than anyone. So that's going to be really tough for Sam Timmons down low to contend with whichever one of those he has to contend with. Uh, a Rob Lowe-Sam Timmons matchup is going to be really exciting for Tall Blacks fans, right? They're both Sky Sport breakers. They're both Tall, uh, tall Blacks. Uh, one kind of coming to the twilight of his career and one very much in the infancy of his Tall Blacks career. So that's going to be a really exciting matchup. It's a really hard one to pick. <laughs> it's a really hard one to pick. I'll probably give the edge to the Tuatara slightly, but that might be you know, with that big M, the momentum side of things, having knocked off uh, everyone's two favourites, the Saints and the Ears, coming into this one. Well, I'm contractually obligated to say you're wrong and the Nuggets will win. You understand why, <laughs> Hugh. Uh, uh, a good crowd lined up for tonight. What, tip-off at 7.30? You're telling people to get there nice and early? Yep, so it's sold out. Um, sold out, so we opened up the mezzanine. So I think there's maybe a handful of seats left on the mezzanine if you head to eventfinder.co.nz. Uh, live coverage on SCNZ, of course, and live coverage on Sky Sport from 7 o'clock. So it's great. You know, how cool is it as well with the coverage to have, you know, the history of this competition involved with Phil Jones calling games on SCNZ and, you know, Casey yeah. Frank calling them on Sky Sport. I think that's, that's really cool that these guys are hanging around and still involved in the competition. Yeah, well said, Hugh. Thanks so much for your time, uh, not only today, but throughout the season, speaking to all the other shows. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful night tonight. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. Hugh Bainan, out of uh, the sales NBL. He is the general manager of the league. That all comes to culmination tonight when the uh, Auckland Tuatara take on the Otago Nuggets.